0: I'll bring you inspiring all out guests, lifestyle, business tips, and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all out entrepreneur, making your passion, your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. Today, guys, I'm going to walk you through my own journey and metamorphosis and enlightenment of embracing my feminine energy, embracing my feminine energy after more than a decade of living and surviving in a masculine energy mode. I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode and how evolving to embrace and live in my more natural state has helped manifest my dreams and live a more epic life. And I hope that it inspires you to do the same. Today is all about embracing your feminine and welcoming and manifesting your dreams. Guys, feminine energy connects you to your dreams, creativity, and miracles. And that's what I'll be talking about today. My own enlightenment and my metamorphosis to the feminine energy. Guys, it's still a growth phase for me currently, but I'm enjoying this metamorphosis so much that I feel inclined to share it with you so that you guys can, you know, hopefully it opens some of your eyes. It's just been so profound. So I'm going to, I want to read a quote to you guys. It's a long one by Gina DeVee from the book audacity to be queen. So sorry guys, this podcast is all about women embracing their feminine, but I think if you're a male and you're listening, you should listen all the way through because I think that when you hear my story, if you've got a very riven, high powered wife who comes from a corporate space, you may find this information foundational for you to have some insight on maybe why your wife behaves the way she behaves, given her conditioning in the corporate world or just high performing world to to really keep up with the masculine energy. So here's the quote. So here's Genevieve from Audacity to be Queen. How did so many of us smart women get stuck settling for less than our full glory? We let Epic get removed from our mentality. We've learned how to follow the status quo, pay them and manage the bills online. We read Jane Austen and we know how to highlight our cheekbones, but we haven't been taught how to thrive. We've been programmed to be a good woman, a good wife, a good mom, and of course, a hard worker. We've been taught to focus on important assignments like pleasing our man, our boss, and our accounts receivable at Amex, plus, keeping a roof over our kids' heads. So we haven't really had time in our brain cells to think about how to answer our highest calling. Seriously, when's the last time you asked, when someone asked you, what do you want? So that's the the excerpt. And so let me just pause for a minute for all of you guys listening. What is it that you really want in life? What is it? Because so many of us go through the motions of status quo, doing as though we've been told to do, and haven't given ourselves space and audacity to just freaking dream. I know that a couple of years ago, and we'll unpack this a little bit during the podcast, I finally came to the realization. I finally cracked the nut of my feminine energy and said, enough is enough. I was lost on how to do it, and we'll talk about that. But I realized a couple of years ago, I don't want to work this hard, but I want to make a lot of money and I want to spend a lot more time with my children and my spouse. I want to have more freaking fun in life, but I want to make a lot of money too. And I don't want to do it here in corporate. And it took me a long time to get to that. It took me a long time to say it out loud and believe that maybe there was a different way to do it, okay? So here's the thing. So what's more, we're products of women who've come before us that were the first and second generations to really get out of the house and have their own bank accounts, Did you guys know that it wasn't until 1988 that a woman was allowed to open a business bank account without the signature of a male? I hope that blows your mind. We've come a long way to now really contributing to the household financially at huge proportions compared to our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, and for many of us, even our moms. So we have this true independence and that superficially not needing anything from anyone. Who has that mentality? I know a lot of women of my generation grew up this way, wanting to be able to provide for ourselves. The divorce rates were through the roofs. Many of us saw our families fall apart. Our moms left in, sh- in shambles with without an education or a huge sacrifice to child rearing and not having the funds or the resources to really thrive in life. And so many of us stepped up in our power and said, I'm going to depend on no one but myself. I can take care of myself. I can do this all on my own. And then, guys, ladies, we've come a long way for sure. But here's the thing. We also carried with us the mom guilt of how our moms did it and our grandmothers did it and our great grandmothers did it as great cooks and great with the extracurricular activities and keeping up with the house, right? In our pursuit of equality and equal opportunity, we have had to lean into that masculine energy that dominates the Western world. And even more so, we've put more on our plates than the generations before us. Now, just trying to do it all and do it all in the predominant masculine way. And we're going to talk about this in a little bit. That one directional task after task, grinding and leaning into the hard, leaving little space and time for flow, for pleasure, for fun, for all the sake of not wanting to waste any time. Who does that resonate with? Who does that resonate with? So let's talk, let's go back to me as a corporate leader before the enlightenment of of leaving. You know, for over a decade, I was addicted to the masculine way of getting ahead with zero interest in putting down that bottle of busyness. How many of you are still addicted to that? I was too busy proving to myself and the masculine leadership, the masculine driven and owned company that I was worthy of my position operating the way they all operated, borderline blowing out my adrenals because of it with two in diapers. You know, I looked around and all the men I worked with, they all had pot bellies. They weren't that healthy. They were gone all the time. They had stressed relationships with their spouses because they were never home, right? Honestly, for a point in time, I'd given up on anything other than grinning and bearing it because it's the way it's always been done. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever questioned why you're continuing to put one foot in front of the other, trading time for money, doing it the way it's always been done? I love the visual of that miserable cow just standing in the rain and doing nothing about it. So, you know, it never registered in my brain when I was working that I was in a male-dominated industry run by men, for men, and that I was conforming to doing things the way they do it, to fit in, to be accepted. Nor did I realize in order to survive and excel in my career, I picked up all this masculine mentality. Not only at work, but I was bringing it home to the house and I was spilling it over into the household, not able to shut it off and switch modes from being a one directional masculine energy in my day job. Now, hear me now. There is an incredible time and space for the masculine energy, and there's a great balance in this world that we need for both. And you guys are actually going to be hearing from a feminine, masculine coach Stefanos in one of the the following um, interviews here. And you guys are going to love hearing from him. But here's the thing. Unfortunately, the feminine has been pushed, pushed out of corporate. Honestly, it was never allowed. The energy of the feminine was never even allowed in corporate. Think about the buttoned up, dismal, you know, suits that everyone wears. Women don't want to be sexy. They don't want to be feminine. They don't want to stand out for risk of seeming, you know, too girly, right? The shorter haircuts, the muted makeup, like, you know, we're just and then the way that we interact, the way that we converse the way that we manage our emotions, we're going to get into this. But here's the thing, the feminine has been pushed out or really was never let into corporate. And our country as a whole is addicted to the busy unidirectional, always headed somewhere mentality. And as women rise out of oppression for centuries, we're coming out for the first time, truly over the last couple of decades, given you know a fair balance and right to everything. It's time we take a stance and push back, create more equilibrium and show the world that you can operate in ease and flow and fun with emotion and be highly successful. Let me talk with you a little bit about some examples of the masculine versus the feminine before I really kind of talk about my journey in my evolution of my masculine and feminine, because I was way overboard masculine for a very long time. So here's the thing. So think about this. So the masculine versus the feminine, the masculine is receiving. Feminine is giving. I'm going to run through some of these. The feminine is receiving, the feminine is receiving, the masculine is giving, the feminine is being, we're present, we're being, right, the masculine is doing, always doing, the feminine is feeling, the masculine is thinking, the feminine is spontaneous, let's go on a trip this weekend, the masculine is predictable, well, that wasn't scheduled. The feminine is intuitive, the masculine is logical, the feminine is playful, the masculine is results-oriented. You guys hearing, both are very important, but it can be extremely unhealthy when you tend to live predominantly in a opposite energy, even at home. It's one thing to flex and be a chameleon at work to survive, But then to bring it home, it can wreak havoc, right? The feminine is beautiful. The masculine is functional. The feminine is invisible. The masculine is concrete. The feminine is circular. The masculine is linear, unidirectional. The feminine is dynamic while the masculine is sturdy. The feminine is vulnerable while the masculine is protective. The feminine is the nurturer. And the masculine is the provider, the feminine is the community, we inclusive, the masculine is individuality, I so you guys can go back and you can listen to that you can take notes on it. It's actually in the audacity to be queen book that I was reading to you guys just a little bit ago to give you some insights on some of those different polar energies or polar energies, right? So recently, I've been studying this, obviously, or I wouldn't be doing a podcast about it, right, on how most high performing women pick up the masculine mentality from work, and how coming home daily to continue to operate in the space can wreak havoc in your relationship with your spouse and the whole energy and dynamic in the family, unless your spouse tends to naturally live in a more feminine state. And then you can have it's a great equilibrium in the household, right? So that's one thing to consider. And some men do operate more in the feminine. Let's talk about the corporate space for a little bit. You know, feminine flow is not welcome in the corporate space. I want you to think about it for my, if this resonates with any of you guys, when I was in corporate, it was back-to-back calls, working lunches. We had working breakfast. How many of you go to meetings and there's a meeting before the meeting starts for breakfast. There's a meeting, working meeting during lunch, right? There's a meeting at dinner after work when you're traveling. Living inside the dark walls of a building, hour after hour, maximize the time, pounding it out versus there being some flex and flow and nature and time to be outside and grounded, even some time to meditate, right? God forbid that or a brisk walk at lunchtime or an hour for everybody to take in the middle of the day to move, right? Maybe there's some progressive companies out there, but not a lot. You know, and think, I think back to like never wanting to leave the office first. God forbid people see you leave, especially in the financial services. And I know with a lot of attorneys, there's this guilt, and like it's a game of who can work the hardest and the longest. Do what it takes, work hard, grind hard. This mentality is putting the companies once ahead of their employees' needs which really long-term has a negative impact on their ROI, which is why more progressive companies are finding a balance with the feminine, right? You know, if companies can mandate a 30 minute outdoor walk midday, I know Gary Vaynerchuk has like a mid afternoon guest featured speaker where people have to push away from their desk and they have to learn to do something fun. Right. I talked about meditation, right? The masculine sees this as a waste of time in the middle of the day, right? They're very goal direction oriented. They need the feminine to balance them out. The feminine welcomes this and embraces it with flow that can translate into a higher energy and creativity with employees that produce more and are happier and healthier. Think about the mental and the physical aspect of embracing more feminine energy in the corporate space. your ability to respond to stress, your creativity, your productivity, right? If you're given some space and energy and daylight for ebb and flow. Unfortunately, you know, like I said, except for some very progressive companies, this doesn't exist. And I'll tell you why, because only 23 out of 500 Fortune 500s are run by women, 23, right? Right? This is why corporations operate by men and for men. And guys, I know those of you listening think I'm, you know, poo-pooing on the men, but it's not true. What I'm saying is there's a time and a space for the masculine. We're going to talk in a little bit about how that has made me so effective in my business to flex my masculine when I need to. But hear me out when I say it's just a cry or a call for more balance in the workspace, more balance in the world in the Western world of embracing and allowing that feminine, right? So it's wreaking havoc on women who are bringing this masculine home into their home life and creating this disequilibrium at home with the authoritative, the, you know, driving the ship, highly scheduled, highly strong, non-natural feminine state. That's the spillover of the day-to-day habitual habits in their day job. For women, it's mostly not innate that we operate this way. But for high performers in masculine industries, it's survival. I look back now and I can see it so clearly. Maybe some of you guys who are high performers can relate to this. I had my families so highly scheduled over the weekends. My husband could barely get the sleep out of his eyes on Saturdays before I presented to him the list of things we were gonna do for the weekend and how we were gonna maximize our time and when we were gonna get everything done, right? Overly authoritative on how we should parent our kids, their nutrition, their regimen on sleep. Guys, there's, it's one thing to be the mom who's you know puts the needs of her family in front of her, but it's another to be as rigid and a dictator as I was on some of these things, with just no flex with my husband on it, right? I always had to be right, always. And really throwing my husband off his masculine game. He's able to flex it all day long at work as a VP, but totally throwing him off his game at home because I was so overly calculated and authoritative and directional in the house With that in order for the energy and the poles of the feminine and the masculine to balance in the house, something had to give. So this masculine energy in my day job was spilling over into my home life. And like I said, I'm interested. I, you know, those of you who listen to this podcast, you know, send me some messages. I'd love to hear if this resonates with some of you, if you're seeing spillover at home too. Because the funny thing is for most women deep down inside at home, they want their husbands to take control. You want him to make a decision on where we order takeout or where we go to dinner or what movie we're going to watch, right? But I was such a ball buster that I wasn't even giving him a chance to take charge, right? Or even let him know that I needed him. I go back to what I said in the beginning about proving myself, not needing a thing, standing on my own, really flexing the masculine before we were ever married, right? I'd operated for over 35 years, proving the world I didn't need anything from anyone in order to survive, which is not the natural feminine state, right? Hey there, sorry for this quick interruption, but this is important. Grab a pen and a sticky note and write this down. On March 22nd, I will be live every day for five days on my free Facebook page, Burnout to All Out. You will learn to add new business builders to your team using the power of LinkedIn for free. Join us on March 22nd on the Burnout to All Out Facebook page. So then an interesting thing started to happen about three years ago. That's when I really started on my journey to slowly welcome my feminine back into our family. It's the first time ever I got grounded and I started to listen. I made space for my feminine energy and allowed myself to dream. I want to take you back to the very first statement in the podcast where I said the feminine energy connects you to your dreams, your creativity, and your miracles, right? It was the first time ever that I made the audacious decision that the way things were going at in my work life, that I had to quit my corporate job, I had faith that I could do it differently, or our family and my marriage were going to fall apart. It was too much. The way I was living in this masculine state and grinding it out, never home, do, 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 do. And that, my friends, was the beginning of me asking myself, what do you want, Melissa? not what a society told you you need to do or how you need to do it or how your parents told you it should have been done, but what do you really want? I was so burnt out keeping up, right? And so it was a slow, awkward, and ugly process at times over the past three years, but I started stepping into my feminine And stepping into my dreams began to dream and live out loud audaciously. I started to ask myself, what do you really want? But here's the funny thing. I told you it was awkward. It was slow. It didn't happen overnight. Habits don't end overnight. After leaving my nine to five to run my own business for about two years, I tried to run that business the only way I knew How? Highly scheduled, every minute in the calendar accounted for. Busy, 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 busy. For many of my private clients, I find they do the same thing. They're obsessed with being busy. As my business would call it, you're obsessed with being busy, Melissa. Take that word out of your vernacular. So now I say I'm blessed. I don't say I'm busy. I say I'm blessed. I found myself working just as much as I did in corporate, leaving little breathing room for creativity or flow or happiness or fun or just space. I was just as authoritative. I was just as unidirectional in the household too. I was signing up for everything, being involved with the kids at school, making myself completely overscheduled all over again, because it's all I knew. It's how I qualified myself as being successful, being busy in the masculine state, always producing. It's how I determined I was accomplished. Right? That's how I qualified that I was accomplished. I was addicted and conditioned to being busy, addicted to feeling overwhelmed because it meant in my mind I was going places, I was getting things done. Even growing up was hard with an absent father, you know, scraping and fighting to get everything, you know, raised right at the poverty line. Hard is all I knew. So even though hard is hard, hard was comfortable. Does that make sense to you guys? Does, does that resonate with anyone? You know, it's, I likened it to, you know, an abused child who ends up marrying an abuser because it's all they know. I was recreating my past environment because it's all I knew to succeed and survive. And it was miserably comfortable like that cow standing in the rain. And it wasn't until I hired a life coach and a business coach that I really held, that they really held my blind spots up in the mirror that I began to have breakthroughs and live all out, having greater impact and living more and more harmonious in a less forced life. For the first time, I was doing less and making more. I was saying no to more opportunities than ever, leaving space to have fun and live in flow. I started picking up books and learning about the feminine and the masculine and I started to educate myself and force habit changes. Guys, again, it didn't happen overnight. It's taken a long time and I'm still on a journey, believe me. But here are some of the changes that I've made. One of the big things I've done over the past six to 12 months is I'm getting more and more comfortable with saying no. I'm realizing that actually the more successful you become, the more people have ideas for what you could produce, how, they could, how you could build another business, more people want you to coach them, more people want you as a private or a speaker. And I'm learning to say no for guest speaker opportunities. I'm learning to say no to certain projects because when you say no, you aren't just protecting you. I want you guys to hear me out on this. You are protecting your family and you're protecting your current business because you are protecting your energy state, your mental state, and your physical state by not overbooking yourself and therefore able to better show up for your other priorities and obligations, including your family and business. I started proactively scheduling fun time. My husband and I go to the Grove Park once a quarter now. I started scheduling vacations way in advance with the kids. We've got a mountain house and we're going to the beach all in about, you know, a three months time. We're doing both. I found ways to show my husband that I need him and his help and let him flex his masculine energy. He's now the CFO of my coaching business that's forecasted to do a million dollars in sales this year. I'm giving more space for the playtime with my kids, pulling back from being overly scheduled or overly volunteered, right? And this may blow some of your minds, but I never work more than three hours on Fridays. I have a massage weekly at 3.30 in the afternoon. The previous masculine version of myself two years ago would have thought, what a waste of time. Now I know it's a massive investment in ROI in my business, and in my family to keep me grounded and healthy and de-stressed. I take walks in the middle of the day in silence to get grounded. I don't even listen to music. I get grounded to Mother Earth, and I, that's when I get the most downloads, guys. When I could stay in my office, I could grind out another hour, get another call done, check more emails. I force myself out of the house. My husband used to think I was a little nutso for disappearing and going on walks in the middle of the day, but now he's doing it too. Here's the cool thing this is where the feminine can rub off on the masculine and help the masculine tie in to its feminine state in a good, positive flow kind of way. I actually also have a more gentle morning routine. I used to pound the pavement at 5 a.m. with workouts. Very masculine, directional, first thing in the morning. I'm much easier on my body now with journaling and meditating and reading in the morning and doing my workouts mid-morning after getting a little bit of work done and some breakfast in my body and some coffee. It wasn't until I walked away from the masculine, brainwashed way I'd always done things, having been reared in corporate, without question of doing things, that I leaned into studying the science of a polarity of these sexes the feminine the masculine and surrendering to my more feminine state that i truly began to operate at a higher vibration dream again and let the creative juices flow baby embracing my natural state dreaming big i was giving myself space to honor my dreams and execute on them and by the way the execution is where i lean on the masculine Dreaming big is a mindset that is necessary for a foundation to live an epic life. I believe you can only dream as big as you embrace your feminine state it's funny, I think back now to stating some of my goals with my business with my husband, and he thought I was nuts. They're so practical, right? I remember the first time I told him, I said, I am going to do I'm going to do $70,000 on this launch. And he thought he thought I was bananas. Very practical, love him. But he couldn't dream big like I could then the next launch, the next huge business project, I'm going to do a quarter of a million dollars this month. He he laughed, Not, not in like a disrespectful way, but in a very masculine, practical, logical energy. And he has since seen my feminine explode and blow his mind because my feminine allowed me to dream. The dreaming was a mindset shift that created that foundation to live all out with an epic life. So don't discredit the importance of welcoming your feminine into a more daily life as it opens your mindset to new possibilities and creating the energy within you to execute, okay? My 3-year journey of leaving corporate and shedding my masculine armor is still a journey and process, but so far on this 3-year journey making space to welcome my dreams, it's working out. My dreams turned into epic visions that converted really to the audacity to take these massive actions where, again, that's where I flex my masculine, but it's my feminine that gives me the visions. It's my feminine that gives me the ideas. It's my feminine that sees the need and the wants of my clients and the creation. And then it's the masculine that flexes to execute the idea to create completely new businesses like my coaching business, to create a new podcast. And it's been incredible. I've had breakthrough after breakthrough. So the more granted I get in my feminine, the more excited I get for the future. One of the things I'm brainstorming now is a leadership mastermind for my students. And it's giving giving myself space and quiet time and a hot tub or a long walk is what allows me to download and brainstorm that project. Embracing the feminine, making space for it daily, and then flexing that masculine to execute. Guys, that is my formula to make my dreams happen, to keep that balance between feminine and masculine as my motto. But the surrender to my feminine turned me into also a softer wife admitting that I do need and want help sometimes. It's created a better balance in the polar sexes and energy in our household. Giving, I'm giving more space and freedom in the family schedule to simply play. We play soccer in the front yard, hide and go seek, board games, oh my gosh, Uno, whatever the moment brings us because we allow space for those moments now. More space to slow down for me and read books so that I can discover the feminine, that I can discover money and finance because I've made the space for things I want to learn about instead of filling every block of every hour of every day, checking the box. Again, don't get me wrong. There's days and times when the masculine energy is still needed to flex, to get things done. But surrendering into my more natural feminine state has been life-changing to me and those around me. Here's the thing. So in kind of wrapping this up, guys, the feminine energy is unapologetic and plays by her own rules. Playing by your own rules can create a ripple effect to inspire others to do the same. Question the status quo. It doesn't always have to be done the way you've seen it done in the past. The women who went before us did what they needed to do to pave a path for us for choice and freedom. But let's now work to infuse back our feminine energy back into this world in a way that can positively impact all, create more balance. We've earned the right to sit at the table, ladies. Now. Let's make our own damn chairs to sit in instead of using the ones they gave us. Creating my own playbook of rules and creating my own business run by me, my way, including my kids on Zoom sometimes, has created epic breakthroughs for me in this past year. Realizing that you can have an epic life, but only if you're willing to dream big. And make and protect space in your feminine energy to make it happen. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If it resonated with you, be sure to message me. Let me know what you think. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's Life.